kind of the smartest guy in the room, but like is totally unpleasant. And it's a Mike Lee film, right? So it's very like, again, everything happens in the moment. That's like really crucial. Um, almost everything, almost every scene has two people. And it's like, uh, IMDb describes it as like an odyssey, right? And he like goes, walks through the night and he goes to all of these different spaces. Are they quite, is that quite a heavy film? Because Mike Lee's films can be very, very like. So this is when he was still young and had a sense of humor. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is not, this is not Mr. Turner. Or... No, as he got older and he got very kind of like, oh. Which is a shame because, like, if you've seen um, he his, his first film, which is a short film that he made with David Thewlis at NFTS called The Short and Curlies, that's a very sweet comedy, which is also super 90s. And then um, Life is Sweet okay. is another quite sweet, very weird 90s comedy drama. But, yeah, okay. they're not they're not another year. It's not, it's not... It's not old, Mike Lee. Yeah, there yeah. is a youthfulness to it, and it is super like it's very like smart. It's like like it's he's his problem. He's a smartass. Like David Thewlis plays a smartass <laughs> throughout the whole film, um, who is kind of really wants to connect with somebody, but just doesn't. Huh. He can't. Like he always has to be right. He always has to be the smartest guy in the world. Which is these are all things that like don't allow him to come in. Like they mm-hmm. like, and um. I, I, yeah, it's also like shot like pretty, like so well. It's so dark, like like visually, there's not. It's a dark film. It's like it's like they ran out of lights or something like that. But it's it's a great. <laughs> it is like it's not. It doesn't have to be lit, and it just does a lot. And it's um. I just remember that film being like. I remember seeing that film from abroad and being like, "Is this what London is like?" It seemed so dirty and dark and cruel, and yet full of brilliant people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that, it was an interesting time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, and also, like, by the way, this is not, maybe this is, says a lot about Mike Lee, but, like, it's not a film that's filled with, like, good music. And there's a lot of good music in the 90s, like, in Yeah, in oh, really? Well, maybe they didn't have that much money to spend on a I don't think he would know. I think that, like, he's, there's something quite, like, I don't think he ever listened to, like, Goldie or Bjork or, like, that's not his yeah, world, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, but I just think that that act is acted like really, really, really well. And again, it, it was sort of like because I know about like Mike Lee's methodology, which is that like he writes scripts out of improv. There mm. was something that was like really kind of very um, fresh about uh, uh, that film. But yeah, those those were like the films that I had thought of for the most part. And I'm there's a bunch that like talking to you that's There'll like be missing. stuff that come back. Yeah, like your... like Altman's Pret a Porter was like a huge influence on me. Um that was the first mostly cuz that was the first Robert Altman film I had seen. Okay. And then like later on uh, only later on I went back and saw Shortcuts and all of those things and he um I think he's in, yeah, he's definitely in my top 5 all time. I think he's one of, I think he's he may have been the greatest filmmaker to ever <laughs> live. There's a chance that that uh, <laughs> Um, that he just understood the medium on a on a whole level. So yeah, those are those were my films, but there's uh, much many many more. Are there any other nineties films you on the list that are in your top? I mean, I know you don't have a top ten, but like your, the most memorable, best ones that you really wanted to talk about. I think Before Sunrise had a huge effect on me too. Oh my god! Do you know what? I love this trilogy so much. I'm so so happy. good. The first one I saw, I was twenty. Seven. Was that the first one, yeah? I don't know. I don't think you were 27 when the first one came out. 
No, 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 no. I mean, the first one was before sunrise. The second oh, it's sunrise and sunset and then after, or and before midnight. midnight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I didn't see it in the 90s. Oh. I saw it. Man, I, I never saw any of it. Um, but I remember when I was in Shanghai, because um, I was knowing this TV and I was studying Mandarin and I had a break. So I used to go to this DVD shop. I'll buy all these DVDs of all these films that I've like been meaning to see but never got round to doing it. So so I saw Before Sunrise, but that was obviously much, much, much later, and I was 27. Um, why is Before Sunrise one of your favourite ones? I mean, um, I love that trilogy so much. <laughs> I think Before Sunrise... First of all, I, I was, like, I was perfect. I was, I was the, like, quintessential audience for that film. I was 16 years old or 17 years old when they came out. I loved Ethan Hawke. Like, Reality Bites had a huge impact on my life. Again, like, up there with Boogie Nights. Like, massive. Like, bo- like Reality Bites... That was a big one, wasn't it? Reality Bites, like, changed what I thought could be a documentary. Because um, Winona Ryder's character is a documentarian in that film. And she doesn't want... She, like, when I was a kid, I thought documentary filmmaking were like, Edinburgh. But she, yeah. here this was this chick with a video camera. And she was shooting everything by herself. And she was just going to make a film about, and I quote... Her friends trying to find out who they are without having any real heroes or role models, and I was like, "Holy shit, you! That's a doc!" Like, I, I was amazed that that was could be a documentary. And I just loved that film. Ben Stiller's first film, uh, Chivo Emmanuel Lubinsky shot that film. He's like one of the greatest cinematographers to ever live. That's such a strange thing, is it? That Ben Stiller directed that. Film. That's his first feature. Ah, and he was he was in it for a bit, but he's obviously a no. He's like the second. He's the third lead. Or the fourth lead yeah. it depends on how you want to look at things. But, but he's, like, you wouldn't think about Ben Stiller now. I mean, he's obviously done a lot more comedy stuff yeah. and goofy type stuff. You think, and then you see the director, Ben Stiller, that's such a strange, <laughs> such a strange notion now to have this guy from um, Meet the Parents, Meet the Fox. Sure, sure. Do you know what I mean? What was yeah, the other yeah. one he did that, that um, oh, it's hilarious, but it's so on PC. I mean, it wouldn't Cable be Cable Guy. Uh, Tropic, Tropic Thunder. Oh, I love Tropic of Thunder. Oh, I know, me too. But it's like, a that great was film. So Again, now. like, no, I don't know why Tom Cruise was not nominated for an Oscar. Oh, that's, he was hilarious. Oh, was amazing. That. He was absolutely... But yeah, that's just a strange idea of a film because Reality Bites is a serious kind of film for like... The it's a rom-com. Of... Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's, about, it's like, you know, trying to find yourself and what you want to do in life. And it's like... Uh, hang on a minute! It's directed by Ben. <laughs> I know, and uh, but that that whole cast and crew is like uh, Danny DeVito, the producer of that. But he had he uh, he was also the producer of Reservoir. I think Reservoir. Oh, okay. Was. Like yeah, uh, pretty serious uh, producer. And then uh, I really can't emphasize this enough. So Emmanuel Lubinsky, who is like Terrence Malick's sh- sh- shooter, and like he's really truly like I think the currently the living the greatest living cinematographer right now, Chivo. Um, he's like shoots for Horon and all of these guys. He's amazing. Um, and then you like look at it and you're like, oh my god! Like, and also like if you look at it, like he has, he's not in any of the. I don't think he's in the unions yet. The credit, it's just Emmanuel right. Lubinsky, and you're like, it, like you might as well say introducing Emmanuel Lubinsky. You're like, oh my god, Chivo shot this. Um, no wonder I love this film and I'm so obsessed with it. And how it moves again, like it moves from film to video within the film because she's shooting on like high eight. I think she's shooting on a high eight video camera so that like it has, it moves from like a really video saturated vibe mm. to like film 
seamlessly. Like it makes perfect sense. It's it's gorgeous. I love that film. A Rally Bites had a huge effect on me. Um, and but and 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 before sunrise, before sunrise was, I really like good dialogue. I really like and again like not high stakes. It's not boring either, is it? I mean, it's not. There's no action no, or anything. But, in it. but actually, no. you think this is this is a film where it's all it's it's. It feels very realistic because it's just following this young couple who who only have so many hours to spend together before they go their own way um, back to their yeah, country absolutely. afterwards. And then nothing like spectacular happens. And well, they fall think, in love. That's pretty spectacular. What? No, no, no. But you know what I mean? There's no, there's no, there's no like bombs or anything. No, no, exactly. Like, you know there's I mean? no, and they don't even miss their train. Do you mean like there's no high stakes at all? Like there's no, no like. No, there... no, no, no. They're just but um, it's, that, that proved that a film with good writing and good dialogue can actually carry a film, which is a shame that never gets done anymore. Now, no, and also really. like again, you don't have like a, this idea that like something has to be at stake, and you're like, well, these are two middle class people from the Western world. Like really, like let's talk about like what realistically could be at stake for them. <laughs> two like yeah. nice white Western people. Um, I don't <laughs> really like. Just it's fine. Um, I, yeah, I thought that they were equals. They were intellectual equals, but they came from different cultures. That really like spoke to me quite a lot. But just just the ease of it, the flirtiness of it. And I remember like uh, my boyfriend at the time, like all of his mates, like they didn't like that film. And I just thought, you cynical bastards! I feel so sad for you. Like 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 what's first of all, what's not to love? I mean like. Um, and they were like, oh, they just talk and talk and talk. And you're like, yeah, that's life. What are you talking yeah, about? Exactly. Um, and I think you could, everyone can identify with it because they can all identify with, you know, someone they remember who they only spent so much time with and then they all went their own way or whatever. Um, or if you're going through a breakup, you know, something like that. It's something that everyone of any age can relate to. And everything. I um, love the beauty of it. I like, I like still love what julie delpy is wearing the whole time she's wearing a maxi dress with spaghetti straps and a, and 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 a t-shirt <laughs> underneath that That's and doc martens it's the most classic 90s and you're like this is the ideal wardrobe to be walking around all night you're in comfortable shoes you're not going to be cold you can, you're layered <laughs> you can take layers on layers off because after they have sex like she doesn't have her t-shirt underneath on these little yes. things that are like just absolutely like perfect and and he's so 90s he's, as well isn't he he's got like the ripped jeans the leather jacket yeah and the 90s gel bag he's the, the most ethan hawk <laughs> i love ethan hawk i love that ethan hawk is totally honest about how pretentious he like and that character jesse's character is super pretentious um i just i just love it i like i i think that that by the way for my birthday a couple years ago we went to vienna and I went to all the places oh, they you? go to. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've much many of the not, yeah, not a lot of it has like the, the some of the cafes are still the same. And it's really, like I wasn't the first person. The reason I I was like, oh, I love I really, I've always wanted to go to Vienna, not because of this, but I've always wanted to go to Vienna. And then I went and I was like, holy shit, I, I like this. We have to go to the places that were in Fort Sunrise. And sure enough, I Googled yeah, yeah. it and a lot of people had done that before me. So like clearly other people. Like, and it starts, and it does, you can check it out on, like, on the internet. There's, like, you can go in the order that they go in the film. So you actually, like, oh, understand. Hang on. Hang on. Sorry. That's okay. What's it done? It stopped recording. Oh, I'm sorry. 
No, no, it's my fault. I wasn't keeping on. That's fine. Um, so anyway, so um, yeah, you can you can go in the order that uh, that they went, and it's really quite it's quite fun, especially if you love, love the film. Um, uh, yeah, I yeah I love the before sunrise, and I love that it like has a continuation. Um, I thought that like the last uh, installment was really quite amazing. Like, you didn't like I didn't it? Like the first one. No, I didn't like the first one. It is one. heartbreaking. It's, it's, well, yeah, it's funny because you you relate to it. I think according to where you are in your own life. So the sec the first one I was well 27 so you, i was like because it's more of the 20s isn't it really and the second one is like eight years later um where they meet up again because right, he's also, like by then he's like a, a an author isn't he and he's yes. talking about this book which she about basically what happened and how he met her and stuff and then she turns up in the bookstore um in paris so the, but the second one is my favorite one um, I think I saw that in my 30s, which is probably how old they're meant to be in that one. Mm -hmm. And then the third one, yeah, like you said, it is heartbreaking because they've, they've become the people they never wanted to, that they've become a couple that were in the first one who are arguing. Do you remember? In the trailer, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But so also, like, in the first one, it's also, like, it's funny that you mentioned that. I, I hadn't thought of that symmetry. But in, in the train, she's the one who's yelling. And in the third one, like, Julie Delpy's character, Celine, Julia Delpy's character is the one that wants out. Yeah. And and he doesn't. He's still, like, yeah. in love. He's really trying his hardest. And also, he life. knows who he married. Like, the end of that film where he, like, you know, she's like, I'm out. And then she goes, and then he, like, basically goes down and, like, reintroduces himself as though it were a first date. Oh, I, no, I love that. He love knows that. who he married. Like, he married a very yeah. dramatic woman who has very high expectations in regards to, like, being passionate. I don't know. I just... But also the third one, I, I was like, it, I, look, it was a very different experience watching it. But the first one, it opens with like, I think a 23 minute one shot of them like in the car with their daughters. And it's just like one shot of a conversation. And you're like, holy shit, this is like masterful. Like, cause you're like the amount of dialogue. This is like 20, this has got to be at least 30 pages of script in one shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Because he just drops his son off, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. he drops off and they have their twin daughters in the back. Yeah, and it goes yeah, between yeah. English and, and French. By then, that's it. Clearly by then you realize that actually after the second one that he's, that they've obviously, they've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he doesn't go, he doesn't go back after the second one, but, but, which is. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I thought, do you think at some point he must have gone back? Surely? Well, he got divorced. So he oh, must have yeah. gone back. But, but. um. I love the way the second one ended. But yeah, he misses his plane. Yeah, yeah, she's like, she does that funny dance listening to Nina Simone. And she goes, yeah. baby, you are going to miss your plane. And he goes, he laughs, he goes, I know. And she does that funny little dance. <laughs> it is very... And that, and, like that, and you're like, no, what happened? I know, I thought that film was slightly too short. I was like, this is, I think it's like 70 minutes, which is unheard of for a feature film or something like that. Was it really? I think it's like, it's like, yeah, it's really short. But I don't know. I thought the yeah, I, they've definitely like those characters have grown. And by the way, there is a th a fourth installment, which we're not really. It's not really, really a fourth. Well, it's in between. So Waking Life. Do you ever okay. see Waking Life? It's Linklater's no. animated film. It's well, okay. it's one of his animated films. It's very good. It's very bizarre. It's sort of about like uh, an, be, being in an alpha state, which is like okay. between sleep and awake. And in it, 
there are the characters of Celine and Jesse, and they are together. You could definitely. I don't think you could tell that their story without like looking at that bit too. So I would have a have a look at that. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, yeah. So um, Waking Life is a great story, and it has a bunch of characters from lots of different Linklater films. So it's really like quite interesting. So was the first one your favorite one? The first one oh, definitely yeah. had like the biggest impact on me. The first okay. one is like you just you, you like it, it makes you swoon, like you're just like oh. Um, <laughs> like truly and also like I really liked what they had to say I was genuinely interested in, in them as people as intellectual beings um, I, yeah I loved I loved hearing them talk I loved how I yeah I thought that they, it was so nice to see it was so nice to see them like be equals in, in the sense that they like their intelligence matched even though where they came from perhaps didn't match but like usually in love stories there's like a power thing Mm. And there was no power thing here. No. No. And I thought that, that was so mature. <laughs> yeah, well, it's interesting because when you see the three different films, um, you see how their love changes or the desire for each other changes. So, so the first one's more kind of, it's like lustful, it's young, it's new, it's different. And the second one is obviously when they find each other again many years later and you see them reconnecting and then by the third one like you said that's the one where they settle down with each other and they've had a family and and then you begin to realize that actually real life by then had had kicked in and after many years of being together or you know some coming and going um so you it's it's an interesting um trilogy showing how their love and their connection and their relationship changes mm. throughout the, the years which which everyone can identify with i think yeah i think it would be actually like now that you're saying all this really interesting to watch the first and the third one back to back because in the first one he says you know kind of if we were to stay together Oh yeah, I remember that. And in like years to come, or yeah, and you've heard all my stories, and you're already hated, and you've heard all my jokes, Moa, and that happens. Like she's just like does she like it's she's sick of him. Mm. Um, yeah, I, it's very interesting. It, it, I think it's also a very honest portrayal of like a very long term relationship where like one person. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, but then by the end, the third one, there's kind of like. Which is nice. There's a glimmer of hope that you think, oh no, this uh, this couple's going to come to an end. They've decided they've had enough of each other. They've been well. She decided, um, I think, is really yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but actually, you know what? I mean, I remember seeing things on clips on YouTube, and like the second one was began. I didn't notice it so much in the first one. The second one, I began to realize this woman's a bit too neurotic and a bit too much and a bit too. And then by the she's very demanding one, she, for sure. Yes, and by the third one, that's oh, I just wasn't at all a big fan of her character. But, yeah, but I think also even that takes balls to kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. like and it ebbs and flows. It's just like I don't love you anymore. It's just literally like you said. There's no she 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 doesn't even want to fight anymore. Whereas he's trying his hardest to you know what I mean to to yeah. reconnect with her and, stuff. and she's just like I just went out I've had enough kind of thing and you're like thinking well I don't know she annoyed me for some reason no I get that I, I get I, that I, I liked him I thought he was the most mature 
the most mature he's, one out of that couple by the by the third one until towards the end i mean he's certainly the most um endearing to some extent although like he's also like like i, I think like how he says that he likes her for that he knew that she came with all her yeah he's the mo- he's more mature from that example he's more level-headed yeah whereas she he's like he, you know and he says to her like in the last one like you know you just want to be like one of these girls who thinks everything comes to you on the plate you just want a knight in shining armor and he goes you know that doesn't happen in the real world you know um i i love you for who you are even though you have these really big flaws which is what people are like so yeah no it's it's really true yeah, so I think that's why everyone can relate to that film. Yeah, absolutely. The most. I, I totally but, agree. But the first one is your favorite, then. Yeah, I think the first one is definitely like my favorite, and and it's just so like again, like I kept saying, like I was like the perfect, the perfect, I was like the perfect demographic at the perfect time. I was like sixteen. Yeah, yeah. I think that's all. That's the main thing is that you relate to it according to what point in your life you are and what age you are. Yeah, for sure. You were sixteen and I was about twenty-seven, so you were not far from being a twenty-year-old, about four years away. Yeah, right. Um, You can still very romantic. Understand and identify with where they're coming from because it's all very new to them as well. You know, they're in a different place. They don't know where they are. It's new, it's exciting, they've never met each other before. Um, so you can kind of see that, I think, as a 16-year-old as well. Yeah. So, so yeah, no, that is really interesting. Is there anything else you want to say about before? No, no, I feel like I've, we've, we've said it all. We have, really, haven't we? <laughs> Thank you.